Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Hello, Mighty Ones. I'm doing a benefit October 12th for the Special Kids Special Families Organization in Colorado Springs. Proceeds go to Zach's Place Center for Children with Disabilities and Their Families. The show is at the Marriott in Colorado Springs. It'd be great if you could come out and support a wonderful cause. For more details, go to sksfcolorado.org. That's sksfcolorado.org. Also coming up, I'll be headlining the Wichita Looney Bin, October 17th through 19th. And then October 24th through 26th, I'll be headlining Hyenas in Dallas. So come on out, say hello. Thanks for listening. And now enjoy this hot, tasty, buttery, spicy pod. There's no tapes. There's no tapes to be found here. TJ thinks there's some tapes. He thinks I'm recording these conversations. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want other people listening well, in I'll, on our conversation, well, private I'll go, conversations. I'll go check the armoire right now. Okay, yeah, we're still in San Diego, and I, I got to tell you, the armoire, you know, I like to take it on the run. Hard, not easy to check it. Uh, yeah. I'll be I'm, honest I'm with you. I'm proud of you for getting it. You, yeah, no. you actually fly... A lot of people fly economy class. Yeah. Some people fly premium. Others, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, first class or business. And Cash has been exclusively flying cargo. So I fly cargo. cargo. Yeah, cargo class. So that yeah. is a cargo plane where the armoire goes in there with all the other cargo, and then they just strap you in yeah. like a man about to parachute in a war film. Yeah. Sometimes I actually and get inside the armoire. And fly that way. Yeah, you can do. That's a way to sort of cheaply just. In that case, you're checking yourself. Yeah, check yeah. yourself. You can go check yourself. I think I will. The bag, Inside my yeah, armoire. I'm paying for the I'm with paying my for one the shirt. Armoire. I'm paying for the armoire to go, and the armoire is checking me. <laughs> He's checking one person. <laughs> hey, this piece of this piece of furniture is checking one person. I want to move along to a section we like to call "Where Were You." When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? Um, you told a funny story about um, falling. A lot of people, I mean, I don't know if people have heard this, but you fell you fell onto a dolphin. McDonald's? No, you, you fell on top of a dolphin. All right, but I do want to return you should, you, I, to McDonald's. Maybe one day we'll go back and talk, but that, that was really interesting. I ate... You eat there a lot. and At McDonald's? Yeah, and the yeah. Mexican, sort of the cooking staff, every night would take home everything that they had prepared that wasn't eaten. And it dawned on me one day that their families were eating probably almost exclusively McDonald's. I'm sure that they would <clears throat> make some meals, you know, but it just didn't make sense to have prepared all this food that was going to be thrown away when you can just take it home. So they would take home 10, 15 hamburgers each, you know, because we have all this stuff waiting. Yeah. And so, and chicken McNuggets, you know, just by the pound. And the only time I've ever gotten sick of chicken McNuggets is I did, I did um, a film called She's Out of My League and I made a really terrible decision. And that was that I 
thought it would be funny in one scene if the character Stainer, if what he ate for lunch was pizza and chicken McNuggets, and that's it. And that just struck me as funny, that he would have pizza on one leg and chicken McNuggets on the other. And, you know, it was... It's so funny because Jay Verishall turned to me. He's like, Oof, boy, you're going to regret that later. And I was like, mm, I think I'll be fine. <laughs> and they said even, do you want a spit bucket? And I said, I think I'll be fine. It was on my second film. The first film I did, Cloverfield, was like yeah. bananas. You know, it was a yeah. crazy one. But <clears throat> and that, You were mainly just eating Froyo in that one. That was a primarily yeah. Froyo screaming. Yeah. It was a, a Froyo. Fro, sorry. A Froyo. Take your time. <laughs> a Froyo driven film. Fro row is Cloverfield. frozen uh, fish row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little tiny fish eggs, little baby <laughs> eggs, frozen up. Now, you want some? Well, then go on. Get get go get, get go get some. <laughs> it even works when it's little. Hey, little baby, we don't need you in here. Go on, get. Right when it comes crawl, out of the mama. Crawl, crawl. Yeah. Right when you're cutting the. Umbilical cord. Go no, on, go on. That's that's when get, the mama. Should, that's when the mama should go as she's giving birth, being like, "Now go on, get, get on out of me, go on into the world, go on, get now, get little baby, get." <laughs> My kids have been asking about the umbilical cord, and I don't even know how to <clears throat> gracefully describe what that just looks tell, like. Just tell them it's the how the, it's a chain of chicken McNuggets between the mama and the baby bear. <laughs> and a doctor got to eat it in two. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, so I ended up getting so sick on that film in that scene. Yeah, and because <clears throat> I ate chicken McNugget every, and I just didn't understand. I wasn't experienced enough to know that we were going to be doing this scene for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, because you really do take hours to do these scenes, and uh, a scene can take an entire day. So then I just got a spit bucket, but I was so sick. But I was better at McDonald's at kind of only having... But it is true that if you eat McDonald's every day... I didn't work there every day, but if you eat there whenever you work, there's enough variety that you kind of... Some people eat at McDonald's every day, you know? So if you're not eating too much of the food, yeah, I'd have a fish filet and that would be kind of delicious. There's a reason they're so successful. And then I would say, okay, I'm going to have a Big Mac. And then one day I would sort of have two cheeseburgers... I was always a fan when I was working there of just the cheeseburger, not a double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. Just a cheeseburger. That's what they made their money on. Was that's that's how they became famous? Was just for the hamburger or the cheeseburger. And so often a double cheeseburger is a mistake. It's proportionally incorrect. You're getting greedy with the meat. They've already figured. It. If I I'm I'm a bit of a hamburger connoisseur as well as pizza. And if I go to a famous hamburger place. And Burger Lounge, BRGR in New York, um, JG Melons, any a lot of these like high end Wall Burgers, Shake Wall Burgers, Shake Shack, <laughs> um, Wall Burgers. We went to Wall Burgers. The Wall Burgers, it has. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's it's a Mark Wahlberg based thing, and it has pictures of. It's almost like a hard rock cafe, except they didn't have one. They didn't have numerous musicians. They just have one musician. No, it's and they, not rock it's and roll. A, it's just. Wahlberg. I know. I'm just saying. It's all, it's all stuff. Wahlberg. It's all quotes from him. It's all pictures of him. No, it's, it's all pictures of his brothers, though. His, his brothers too. I'm it just saying. It's Wahlberg really. Family, yeah. It's there's really Wahlburger strange. stickers, and like you could wear W on your hat, and. Uh, I got Kate a Wahlburger tank top. Look, I, I've always thought it's a little strange, even like the Tiger Woods or the Federer hats, like where you wear someone else's insignia on your hat, someone else's name. But when it's a, a W from a burger chain, I I just, I'm surprised by it. It's also an upside down. I'm like, literally surprised. It's a, <laughs> which is. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> it's a. Um, it's yeah. It's it's also. I just thought of this. It's the McDonald's arches upside down. Yeah, is what the W is. But you can buy pins and I mean yeah, stickers. I've, I've bought a lot of merchandise. Tattoos. There's people having tattoos done. Yeah. There's actually a tattoo parlor in I think, the. I think we. Freaked, did we take a picture in front of it? 
We might have. I think we forgot to, but I was going to send Wahlberg a picture. Of How many families are just getting tattoos together? Family but tats. We went. We went. We a lot. We went. Uh, we went. In fact, <laughs> a family that tats together stays together. Let's take a quick break to talk about Mint Mobile. Are you still using one of the big wireless providers in 2019? Have you asked yourself what you're paying for besides their annoying commercials? I mean, between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything's online. Mint Mobile saves on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you. And this is what the future is going to look like. You're not going to have to get in your car and drive to all these retail locations. It's all going to be done online, and it's going to be quicker and more efficient. Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. Stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill. Start saving with Mint Mobile. Now, to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, that's a pretty awesome deal. 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash cashing in. That's mintmobile.com slash cashing in. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash cashing in. A family that eats tots. <laughs> when we got to San Diego, together. I'm here with my kids too. I don't know if you've seen Boy, them yet. Give me some of your tots. But when we, when we got into town, I'm like, guys... We're going to do some tats this weekend. We're going to put family it? tats. Really? My son's like, what's that? I'm like, we're going to put things on our bodies permanently. And then someday want to get rid of them, possibly. And what did he say? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. yeah. I don't think they're going to go for it. We went family to, tats. We went to Wahlburgers, I think in part because I hadn't been to one. And I feel like, all right, well... Yeah, I better see what he said. He's my friend. At least I should see sure. what he's doing. And... uh <laughs> we just yeah I haven't texted him about it yet because and I know he's, not, he's never going to listen to this podcast we were less well how could impressed. he how could he how do we say how could he listen yeah I mean, he wouldn't have no, any time but well, no there's no there's no recordings of it no I mean he couldn't yeah. he couldn't overhear us he's not in the room right exactly um, but would you say we were less than impressed <laughs> we weren't even just impressed we were less than impressed <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was dry. <laughs> Which I thought was so funny that that was your first sort of like... I expect something it, it juicy. dry. Yeah, I guess. I just didn't think of... I don't think of thinking... Staying, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've been lucky to have a lot of burgers, but I don't think I've ever had a burger and said, this is a little bit dry. Um, but yeah, you want a juicy burger. And I just... I think, you know, his turkey cranberry burger which is sort of a Thanksgiving themed burger. We both agreed that was tasty, right? Yes, that was probably the best thing. But you know, all hamburgers just like all pizza places are judged on either cheese slice, right, or a pepperoni slice, or your hamburger or your cheeseburger. Just that's it. No turkey, no nothing like that. And it just it wasn't yeah, it was it seemed more like they had put time into the marketing of it and the TV show mm-hmm. and that stuff than the actual art of the burger. Which is a shame because you look at Shake Shack, which is Pat LaFrida, which is this famous uh, um, butcher family, and they just said, we're going to do everything we can to make a fast food burger a restaurant-quality burger, and they did. And they're, they're There's a lot of competition eating. right now. There's Five Guys is good. The uh, Shake Shack yeah, is the good. We were about the counter's the, good. Got, There's a lot of good burger places. Yeah, you've got Pat Lafrida in the airport, which is kind of funny. Has um, custom burger, which is there's Hop Daddy. There's even In and Out. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, In and Out. A lot great. of competition. In so, in, uh, what would you say is your favorite of all those ones? Um, I haven't had Five Guys in a while, but I like Five Guys a lot. I think. Um, 
I had a Shake Shack. I was very impressed. I, I was really impressed ago. with Shake Shack. I was. But In-N-Out is, is very tough to beat because of their animal sauce. They sort of have McDonald's sauce, but with mm-hmm. a great burger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. If you like fries, I don't like fries with that. There's sort of hand-cut fries. Do you, I don't want to change the subject too much, but did you have a Brubaker night? I had a Brubaker night. I do want to talk about the Falfin at some point. Okay, we've got to talk about that about too because we're in San Diego. Yeah, no, we can talk about either. I was telling my kids that story. I was like, yeah, TJ fell on top of a of a dolphin. And uh, not a lot of people do that. He calls it, he calls it a Falfin. Yeah, uh, it was my Falfin. <laughs> and, and they're so like, good. how? We were drunk in Hawaii. Kate and I were drinking, uh, day drinking in Hawaii. And she was just kind of <laughs> chilling by the pool, which is what you should do. And I either had to go... Get us drinks, or I wanted to go get something. And I was walking through, and I tripped and fell into the dolphin pool, and I fell on a dolphin. And this is why I believe, and in fact, I feel you're really the only person I know who's fallen. This kind of thing could happen. (laughs) Who's falfined? It was a, it was a, it was a fall from grace. (laughs) But it, you know, I so I kind of fell on the dolphin. It didn't hurt the dolphin. At all, it's just, it was so strange because the dolphin swam backwards and looked at me. And I've never looked a dolphin in the eyes. You know, I don't, I don't think a dolphin looks people in the eyes that often. Maybe yeah. a trainer. Yeah. And the dolphin looked me in the eyes and I could see so distinctly that he was like, I could fucking, he was considering like attacking me, like just hitting me or biting me or something because he was like, you fucking idiot. You fell on me. <laughs> You stupid human. I'm in captivity. I'm just trying to relax over here. And you fucking, you're so drunk, you fell into the pool on top of me. And, you know, it was amazing to see an animal so intelligent that it just, it felt like a human's rationalization of the dolphin going like this. I'm going to walk away. Yeah, yeah. see, that was my favorite part of the story. This guy's not worth it. Yeah, he swam away. It's not worth it because he goes, what am I going to get punished with, like, not... get sued. I can get sued. (laughs) He's like, I don't want to go to Marine Court. (laughs) Or Judge True to Fish. No pun intended. Yeah, Judge... Pun pun achieved. Instead of Judge Judy, it would be, like, Judge Blowfishy or something. (laughs) That's not a rhyming scheme, but, you know, you do the best you can. Judge Tuna. That's what it would be. I don't want to go to Marine Court in front of Judge Tuna just for attacking this big old idiot. So okay, he, so he, so he, swam, he swam away. Yeah, I've, yes. I've been, I've been paddleboarding. I don't out. think it's really fair to keep them in captivity. I mean, there's I've a been, couple animals that I yeah. think that, you yeah. know, what's interesting, though, is the animals in captivity that they rescue, that's always an interesting quandary. Right. We saw those bears, right. and they had been rescued, and one was playing with a stick, and I mean, they didn't have a bad life. No. They get free food. No. They're kind of like, it's like living in a small town. It's like living in Chanute. You sort of, mm-hmm. not a lot to do, but there is enough to do. And you've got free food. You know, food is plenty. Free drink. Free drink. And uh, and so, but I don't think they rescue. IPAs on tap. I don't think they rescue a lot of dolphins. I think yeah. They rescue, um, I went and did a tour of the Omaha Zoo with Kate and... They had rescued a couple, all the gorillas they had, they had rescued from the Congo. Or Some people buy these things as exotic pets. and then. I mean, the flip side of this, dolph- dolphins are so... Those, 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 uh, those gorillas seem to be having yeah. fun. They weren't. Let me tell you the flip side of this story. I was in Lake Michigan. Have I told you that, though? That at the, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. um, that we went and watched them kind of feed the gorilla treats and... He did not tricks, but things, and they would touch him with a stick through the um, uh, through the gating, uh, through the very heavy gating. But they had to sort of poke him in different places, and he had to show him shoulder, turn around, show the back, open your mouth, show your tongue, all these things so that the doctor could make sure that they continue to be healthy. And if they got unhealthy, to sort of figure out what's wrong with them. So that was really interesting. And I said, you know, that's so that's so great how you have them trained to be able to do that. And she goes, yeah. In fact, this one decided not to go outside today. Like his friends went outside because it's a nice day to play. And he wanted to stay inside, I think, to kind of do the training, to have a couple of snacks and then play on the swings and stuff. And I thought, God, that is so bizarre. Like, because it's almost like halfway between a child 
and a human. Like yeah. He's almost closer yeah. to a child yeah. than he is to a man. And I said, I go, so do you ever go in the cages with him to kind of, and she's looked at me, she's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. I mean, and she said it just like that. She was like, no, <laughs> no. Almost like if you ever get a job doing this, don't ever go into the cage. And I said, oh, you don't go in there. And she's like, no, they, they're, they're, they're like 20 times stronger than they could just rip your arms out of your sockets. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they're incredibly dangerous animals. And so that was interesting. It's like some animals, you kind of forget that like, if that gorilla gets out, it'll, it's like King Kong kind of, it's yeah. just kill whoever yeah. it wants to kill. And they don't, I, there's no, they don't have any ethics or anything. No, there's not, not, not like, not, not quite Let's like Let's take a quick have. break so I can tell you about our sponsor, Mac Weldon. Their mission is simple, to make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed and shopping for them is easy and convenient. Mack Weldon is the premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever wear. Now, I've got my Mack Weldon shorts. I'm loving them. Taste it. Custom fit. I've got sweats from Mack Weldon that are so soft I can sleep in them, but tough enough that I wear them uh, on the airplane now when I fly. Uh, right now, I'm wearing my Donkey and the Jeff t-shirt up top, down below, 100% Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well too. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, everyday life. Very versatile stuff. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. Take them up on that offer and order some Mack Weldon, no questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code CASHINGIN. That's 20% off your first order. Visit MacWeldon.com, enter promo code CASHINGIN. Mack Weldon custom fit it's not their slogan i just finally have a real place to use that phrase custom fit but what were you gonna say yeah, well i feel like the flip side of this dolphin story i was in lake lake michigan and uh my kids were with me i swam to the bottom it was about 20 feet deep and uh and then uh 20 feet deep and at the bottom 20 20 feet yeah 20, 20 feet, feet deep, deep. 20 two feet. and two two and two there was this huge. You did that. It was funny with the show. There was this huge fish. Two by two, uh, where I come from. Well, that's a, there's a double deuce. Uh, we're, we're we're performing next to a, a club called the Double Deuce, and I'm like, where, yeah, where I'm from, we call that uh, uh, four. <laughs> it gets a very delayed, sort of tepid response, but that's okay. It was really <laughs> funny. funny. All right, thank keep you. Going, sorry. So I swim to the bottom, and uh, I was going to say this will be two, and uh, it yeah. And uh, okay, okay. we're in the middle of the second. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So we're good, we're good. Okay. Going now. And get, uh, going so, now. so we get to the get. bottom of the, uh, I get to the bottom of the lake, and there's this huge fish down there. And just out of, just to see it swim, I kind of reached out to touch it. And it didn't swim away. I touched a fish. Uh, what, what are fish coming to? I mean, when, when, when can you touch a fish? Like, what kind of, like, how lazy is that fish that it's not even, I mean, think of how big I must have looked. It, it was a big fish, but, like, I'm bigger. Like, it wasn't even, like, I'd rather die than move right now. Like, I'll just see what happens if this guy touches me. I reached out and touched a fish. Have you ever, I mean. Reach out, touch fish. Dun, right? Dun, 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 so I was disappointed dun, dun, dun. in reach that. Reach out. Touch fish. Wildlife encounter. Your own. Reach out and touch fish. Your own personal G fish. G's fish. Someone to call your own. Someone to phone. That's not what's on my phone. I don't know the lyrics. So then I go up. So then I told my kids, I said, look, guys, um, I want you to walk along the edge of Lake Michigan, and I'm going to swim. You know, I like to swim for exercise. I'm going to swim to like the Navy Pier. It'll be a you know, hour, mile and a half swim, 
You guys just walk along next to me. And you don't and take I'll a swim. break swimming? You just no, I usually go for about 45 minutes to an hour, and I figured I could do it you in about an hour. stay and in they the would, water the entire yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. I like doing open water swimming, and... Uh, this was a real dream. I was really thrilled. The, like the water's warmer than the ocean. The water's warmer than the ocean right now. And also, um, you know, there's no salt. The fish aren't dangerous. There's no sharks. I was looking forward to it. You could see the, the uh, you know, the, the buildings in the background. So I start swimming. And I don't know, 15 minutes into the swim, 20 minutes into the swim, I'm really enjoying myself. And this rowboat comes out. And they were like, you got to get, you can't swim out here. And I was like, I'm fine. I, I do this sort of thing, you know, all the time. I'm fine. And I just kept swimming. And he's like, seriously, you can't do this. He's trying to stop me. And I'm like, I'm really just going to keep going. So I tried to keep swimming. And then a second rowboat came out. And he had like a one of those uh, megaphones. megaphones. He's like, please get out of the water. And now there's people gathering on the side of the lake. And basically, I was thrown out of Lake Michigan. Really? And, in what world? I mean, it's America. Why can't I swim? I mean, why can't I swim wherever I want? Why I understand. They... I think they're worried that like I get hit by a boat or something. But the open water swimming I'm doing in California is much da- more dangerous. Lake Michigan, you can hear boats coming. There were no boats that that shallow anyway. Um, so I don't understand why it was. In what world? You got to come visit us in Long Island because we have just this very calm body of water that would be perfect for swimming. People stand up paddleboard there. It's really... It's called the Atlantic? The above-ground pool of it's, oceans? It's the bay. It is. It's like an above-ground pool. It's a bay. It's, it's I just think... It, I feel like there's too many rules. I mean, first, it's the mini sundat. You can get fired for giving people then too much. That you're not allowed to smoke in the incubator room in a hospital. Right. And then it was falling on a dolphin. Apparently, you're not allowed to... Why was? By the way, why was this dolphin... Was it was was a dolphin park at the hotel you were staying at? Yeah, Is that what happened? Swim okay, with the dolphins in Hawaii at this. So they have a dolphin sort of tank, but the dolphins are allowed to go around and. Is there a fall on the dolphin um, price? Like instead of swim with it, fall onto it. Yeah, would that have cost a, more? Or? It's a you pay a hundred and fifty dollar fine. <laughs> uh, that's more of a gong get get going get uh we're gonna move along to uh talking about uh your brew baker night i i want to hear about see i was telling tj that the first slow clap was brew baker was robert redford and brew baker the first right right it was a prison movie yeah and then everyone starts doing it right yeah but in this one, the clap because I uh, well you you sought to show it to me on, yeah on the internets right yeah yeah but you couldn't find a clip right and uh, it's a little bit different because I finally I, I saw the, cl- the you know I saw the scene and there's sort of clapping but it doesn't become applause it's just this sort of and just do it with me. right. So it is an applause, but it was almost like this, like, you know, this kind of almost, I don't know how to say it, like a, like a chant, like a, it was just a rhythmic clap that was all synchronized. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I won't ruin, it is the end of the movie, so we've kind of already ruined it for, but it's. So. I think we can do a spoiler alert on a movie from the early 70s. Yes. Like People have had time. Starring Rob Redford and Morgan Freeman is one of the crazy people. Really? In a very small role. What year did it come out? Because I didn't, I didn't really know. Jeez, 19... I remember seeing it when I was like really young. It would have been 70. He looked like he was in his... It was in the 70s, maybe early 70s. So... Yeah, I'll check. But what happened? So you're was, telling me that I told Cash, you that story. You told me that story, and under what under what circumstances was that? I don't remember what we were talking. We were in the green room. We were talking about something, and I just mentioned uh, the Brubaker clap. Oh, maybe that you almost wanted to uh, start a Brubaker clap for when I kicked that girl out. Oh yeah, there was this really obnoxious girl in the front row. 1980. Was, oh fact. wow, there was this really obnoxious girl in the front row. Of our comedy show last evening, and our stand-up comedy stylings, our skits and sketches that we do, and uh, I went up 
before TJ and was trying to get this crowd warmed up and the crowd was actually really good but there was this one lady that was just obnoxious and her like two she friends to be she was just terrible she was just terrible she was really she just everything she'd be like yeah yeah Woo! yeah she was yeah. and she was also on her cell phone and she was she turning around and talking to people and she always had to either disagree or agree with a joke just laugh or don't laugh you don't need to agree or disagree and um, she really ruined my enjoyment of of the whole set. She ruined the whole set. She ruined, and then, she ruined the whole set for me, so too. So while TJ went on and stage... I should have kicked her out early, but whenever you kick them out, every single person after the show came up to me and said, oh, man, I can't even tell you, like, we're so happy. And you have so to they, wait for them to feel vindicated. that way. Well, you have to wait for them to feel that way. Yeah. And also, it's hard to have anyone kicked out in my spot because you know she might have just not enjoyed my portion of the show she might have focused during your portion in any event I went and hung out with my kids for about half an hour got a slice of pizza came back in and as I came back in she was getting tossed and it was a really great moment I felt like so (laughs) happy in that moment and I said to her as she was being escorted from the facility I was like you're an adult I was like I'm so glad this happened. I'm so glad you're leaving. Yeah. And it just felt good to say that to her. Um, and that's when I wanted to give a Brubaker clap. Yeah, right. Exactly. You kind of. So I went in the green room, but actually it was after the show. I wanted to give you a Brubaker clap, even though I had no one to go along with me. Um, but so what happens is when you mention a film, especially if it has Robert Redford, um, and I, ha- I hadn't seen it. So then I go home yeah. and it's like 1.30 in the morning. And I'm I'm digging through all of my suitcase and all that stuff to try and find my various cords. Yeah. To be able to hook up my uh, laptop to these televisions because the televisions are great. Yeah. So if I can, I'd rather not watch um, something on Brew Baker on your cell phone. Yeah, or even on my laptop, <laughs> you know. And so I didn't know you were gonna. Watch Brubaker. Well, that's what happened. So, and maybe it's the Steven Spielberg in me, but I hear about a film and I suddenly, now I'm going to watch it and study it. And so I got Brubakered because uh, <laughs> last night I stayed up till 5 30 so in the morning last night watching Brubaker. And I got to tell you, it's also intense. The movie, do you remember? I don't remember anything about it. It is. I don't even know if it was good. Was it it's good? It's intense. It's incredibly good. So this is the new, really, like, really you stay intense. up too late. I think this is a new catchphrase. You stay up too late watching a movie way past your bedtime. You should be going to sleep because you're going to, it's going to, it's going to hurt you the next day, yeah. but you have to keep watching. That's called being brew bakered. Yeah. I got brew bakered yeah. last night just <laughs> watching a movie and studying it and kind of, you know, then I fell asleep a little bit before the, <laughs> I fell asleep right before the clapping scene. So then I had to rewind it, and I rewound it to a certain point where, you know, I thought, well, let's at least go back to where this third act kind of began, or, yeah. you know, the turn really happened. And uh, it's a great film. I thought it was really good. It's kind of in the vein of all the President's Men. It's sort of that mm-hmm. good. It's sort of like a sort of a modern day. But era. Robert Redford it's, is interesting to watch because he's just so good he's just such kind of a movie star and you he does these little things like he'll sort of lick his lips he does this kind of second look like it's all but it's all super subtle and that's why he was so successful is you've got these people going from television to film or trying to do and they're just not it's got to be the most subtle it is because you're so Invested, it has to look like you're just looking at another person. And he was one of those actor. rare actors, if I'm not if if I'm not mistaken, who who never uh, saw a script. He just made up every movie. Is that correct? Was that? He just made up the whole movie, each movie. He didn't have a script. He never saw a script before. Even he just made up each movie in the moment. You are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll correct you. I'm like, I'm I'll correct to, you because you're wrong. I'm trying to, I would love that if somebody... trying goes, to enhance his legacy right now. You're not going to go along with me I, on this? I, I, I like, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. He made up every movie. Yes, I'll, I'll correct you because you're wrong. <laughs> Do you think anyone out there was like, I wonder if that's true or not? Even yes. for a split second? He, he made it up and everyone else... I, I think a lot of actors act like they make up a lot of stuff on the set. There's That's the thing that actors brag most about. 
um, like when they're doing interviews on Entertainment Tonight or whatever, they constantly are bragging about how they, yeah, I mean, that was all just off the cuff, and that's just something they kept. I didn't know they'd keep it. It's it's a lot of, like, I didn't need the writers type little... Yeah. Have you noticed people do... Like, you do a lot of that. I've seen you on set, and you do, make, you do make up a lot of stuff, but a lot of these guys act like they make up half of what they said, and it's just not true. Or They've they got hang, great writers, a lot or, of them. Or they hang their hat on that, those one or two moments, yeah. Um, now, let's move on Practical Living to Modern Age. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. But uh, uh, I want to talk about the Practical the Living in get Modern portion. Age. The get, get portion of the uh, podcast. The practical Living in the Modern Age. You've been cocooning, is that correct? You've been cocooning on the airplane. I cocooned so recently. Happy. Now, if you could describe... I, I described cocooning uh, probably years ago. I like to go on the airplane... Uh, early, I like to try to board first if I can. I've got a special technique for doing that. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to tell you guys how I do it, but I get on first on my flight, and then I. Um, it's terribly. It's it's really shameful how I do it. And then I, I cocoon. I get because I don't want to see anybody next to me in the. And I I put a you know blanket around me. Um, I create a little bit of airspace towards the window. I have a little cocoon chimney that I've created. Cute. You know, and. Uh, and then I never see anybody that sat down near me. It gets a little hot in there. That's my. How have you been doing with the cocooning? I've never seen anybody cocoon in first class. Well, you know, it's interesting. So you explained that to me, and I didn't understand it. And then you also said that sometimes you'll get down. You said something where you'll lay flat on the seat. You'll lay your torso on the seat, and your feet will go where people stow their luggage yeah, in front. Yeah, I put my feet. So I'm basically in this sort of, is it like a almost, I don't know how to describe it, but. It's like a Tetris. I'm on my knees, and yeah. Your head you, have is Have you tried on, that? Your head is where my the head's butt. head's on the seat. Your head is where the butt should go. Um, the head is where the butt would be. The head is where the, <laughs> the head is in the butt area. And uh, I didn't understand that at all. You're a smaller fellow, though, so I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. But I did for the first time. I just could not. I had to sleep. I had to just. I don't know why I decided to do it. But, yeah, it gets a little hot. But what you do is you put your blanket over your head and just let it cover. So you just have sort of a shroud over you. And that's how you kind of sleep. And you don't have to Has it been working for you? Well, I did it once. And then I think I wasn't. I felt like I don't usually feel like it's necessary. I'm sort of fine to kind of maybe the reason I did it was I saw somebody like take a picture of me as I was falling asleep or something. But I, you know, I sleep with my mouth open so that I can catch bring in flies, right? Catching flies, I catch the flies and then I, I collect them and then I use them to make a fly pie. And I think I'm pretty fly for a fly pie guy. <laughs> And uh, that's what makes our conversations great. And then I would I would not want them recorded because that moment was just for you and me. Yeah, and of I, course. I would never share these fun. these private conversations. We were, one more thing before we get to uh, maskers. Is it about the Andaz Hotel not understanding? No, I was going to talk about my on. frustrations with my wife's messiness that we talked about. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I mean. The other day, my wife. I like your serial analogy. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you about it. My wife and I just wanted to. My wife, she's very messy, and you know we've talked about that. And it's hard to be the messier person. It's yeah, it's like easy. This. It's this better to. It's more fun to be the messier person in a relationship. I don't want to be the guy that's cleaner, uh, and you know more organized than my wife it's more fun in a relationship to be the person that's tiny bit messier i mean you brought this up if you put a pair of pants down and you wake up the next morning and someone has picked them up that's a good feeling yeah i want to be able to leave to go to work if i'm leaving town to not feel like i have to put away all of the clothing that i yeah I, you know it's nice to know that kate's okay with like you know, putting away some pants and hanging some things up. But the difference between you and me, I think, is that I am not very messy. I mean, I would say right. I'm I not say super there's messy. Two corners. Yeah. There's one. There's two corners of the house that are sort of mine to be messier, but they're not that messy. And Kate has one concentrated area that's kind of too many papers and catalogs and yeah. stuff like that. 
But for the most part, our house is kind of almost like a museum. But that's by necessity, too, because we live in a very It's fun to be a little bit of the messier person. Yes. And I, all of a sudden, I'm in this... I'm saying we might be messier if we lived in a mansion like you guys do, you know? (laughs) You grow to the story. You grow... You grow 20 to, bedroom. Oh, stop. stop. You grow to the size of your yes, space. You have you a 20-bedroom, really 32-bath mansion. We are really like, we are definitely like fish. We grow to the size of our space. And April is a hoarder. She's She lost She lost, She lost. lost the computer the other day. She's lost, she couldn't find the computer. In your for, house. In, in the house for about two weeks, she couldn't find her computer. And let me tell you, that's not a good thing. It was a desktop. Ah! Okay, it was. I mean, like, no, it wasn't. But still, uh, yeah. But it, I know it, what you mean. But, you know, I mean, it was. You can't lose your computer. Well, so then, crazy is, the other day we got look, an argument. Did she go looking for it? Yeah, she was looking for it. She couldn't find the computer. It was in a drawer underneath, like some magazines. Jesus uh, Christ! And here's the thing. So she's very messy. It's a fact. And then she wanted to backpedal and have this argument the other day where it was like, um, she said, "I don't get enough credit for the cleaning I do." And I was like, "Do we? Are we really going to deny that this is? Are we really going to act like this is happening? I mean, like <laughs> this is the equivalent of me coming home and pouring some frosted flakes and some Cheerios on the couch, putting a gallon of milk on it, and then you, coming you told back. Me this the milk was a little yeah. much, but yeah, okay. And then coming back two weeks later, just letting it sit there for two weeks." And cleaning it up two weeks later, and saying I didn't have cre- I didn't get enough credit for cleaning up those frosted flakes yeah. and the Cheerios. I mean, do I need to Wait, give you? So are you saying that she's making the mess and then wanting credit for cleaning? Yes, it up? that's what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. But literally, what I'm literally, saying. Now go on, <laughs> come on, get. Is that, I love my wife. This kids, is not going to be. Do the kids make a lot of the mess. Uh, they make mess too, but this is not going to be like. This well, is not going to. This she's is talking about. This is not going to jeopardize my relationship with my wife. This is not going to. Now she's. The areas with which my wife hangs out, are all extremely messy, and the areas that I spend a lot of my time that are sort of my own, those areas are always fairly uh, clean. So but I'm like, the look, kids, but are the kids in your areas? Yeah, and every night I'll walk around and pick up those areas and put all the junk they've left back in. April's area. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I do. You have truly shot yourself in your own foot. In the proverbial. Literal. Foot. No, literally. Literally in the foot. Literally, Ouch. you have shot your. <laughs> you think I just undid my whole. It is true that I do wander around, pick up all their stuff, and throw it into my April's son's room. area. Yeah, April's area. So you got to take that into account. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I think you lost on this one. Really? And Just I'm, with that last and comment? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell April. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say to April, you know, I don't think he's really... Give me enough credit. I just think it's so frustrating to go back and have these arguments about getting credit for something when you're creating the mess a lot of the time. That's all. I mean, you lost the computer. Come on. That's that's. I've found keys. She loses her keys or her phone every day. The keys. One time, I told you this were in the fridge. How does that happen? <laughs> like, there's a lot of. It's pandemonium at our house. So I understand I have two little kids, and she's doing a great job helping to take care of them. I do prime, you know, most of the work with them, but she does a tiny <laughs> bit uh, helping out. She's a great person. She's a great friend. She's a great wife. I love her. And this isn't going to affect our relationship, but I did get frustrated arguing about this with her. I was like, how could we have this argument at this point? Like, are we trying to go back now and backpedal to the point where we're not admitting that you do have a bit of a hoarding and yeah. and and messiness problem i hate it. i'm like because now you're wrong with everything you say after you know well, so i'm the, arguing this out the, luckily we're not recording this you'll never have to hear this yeah, the, and then the did you want to check out this. the well actually before you check out the armoire do you want to check on a maskers and then we're going to get out yeah, of here I wanted to go gotta to get out of here we're going swimming and i'm headed to the b room one day oh you are no i'm headed to the b room one day you see soon. any maskers here Shit, motherfucker, shit, shit, goddamn. Some motherfucker just stole your man. Like 85% of superheroes, this is Maskers. My kids were watching Weekend at Bernie's the other day. Yeah. Um, that's like the barometer still after all these years. 
It's a testament to how bad that movie must have been, that it's still the barometer that we compare all bad comedies to. If you say, well, I mean, it's kind of a weekend at Bernie's. It, that kind of, I mean, it, it's, it really is after all these years. Kind of, did you watch It's That Bad? It's so good bad because it... But that's the thing. The it, idea it, behind it's it... It's such a funny idea. I know. It's such a... It's the alive. perfect bad, good, bad, good, I mean, bad comedy. Yeah, at one point, I know. Right? It's just and ridiculous. what would it be like to play it's Bernie? Not, yeah. Because for so much of the movie... Well, that was the thing. They were watching the movie and Bernie was still alive. And I couldn't even... I had never seen that part of... Because in all the sequels, he's still dead, I would presume. Because they can't... Unless there was a ghost element that I never... <laughs> it was so the old ghost. But it was so successful, there's more than one, right? Yeah. Oh, God. There was more than right, one. You know what? You know what I see in my future tonight? It's the best. Being brew-bakered with Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Being Weekend at Burn Bakers. <laughs> Um, I le- it is interesting. Austin Raymer, A. Raymer 24, says, With today being my birthday, it begged the question, Are you invincible for that one day? Not sure I've ever seen a gravestone with the same birth date and death date. So first mm. I thought he was talking about when you're born, are you invincible to- for one day? Because if you die on that same date, does the gravestone say one twenty three nineteen? To one twenty three nineteen, mm-hmm. right? Maybe, but no. I think, I think it's different year, but same day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm also wondering, Austin, how many gravestones have you seen? <laughs> have you seen a sample large enough to know? Maybe he's online. Someone sent me the funniest massacre, and um, I forgive me because it was like three months ago, but it stood out so much that I remember the theme of it, okay. and that was why aren't there more? Um, funny things on people's or why don't they put more false things on people's gravestones and please write me another note let me know who you were so i can give you credit for this but it was like here lies you know jeff jenkins uh, inventor of the ladle you know that kind of thing and i I just like that idea why aren't people lying more on their gravestones because no one's going to really check it no one's going to go to the graveyard and check to see the truth of what's on your gravestone, are they? No, I mean, I think family members don't necessarily want Of course, when you lie, you really don't want to etch it in stone, literally. Literally. <laughs> uh, Matthew Miller says, if someone talks down to you, you tell them to get off their high horse. If someone is playing the victim when they're actually the aggressor, do you tell them to get out of their Trojan horse? I like that. I also like, Matthew, the idea of if somebody is groveling and being too self-deprecating, do you tell them to get up on their their medium horse? (laughs) Why don't you get up on your medium horse? Why don't you get off your high horse? All of us want uh, everybody to be on a Shetland pony or an Icelandic pony. You need to be on a medium horse. Get off your high horse and get on a medium horse. Yeah. Get out from under your low horse. Quit talking about yourself like that. Get out from under your low horse and get on this Icelandic pony. If you put, yeah, if you put yourself down, are you on your low horse? That's a good question. Yeah, I think that's exactly. What's the right. lowest horse? Um, the is lo- it a Shetland? The lowest. What's the lowest horse? horse? Uh, it would be. I mean, yeah, it's a Shetland. If you, pony. Or if you're putting yourself down, you could just I, say, "Get off your pony." Yeah, get, get up, up on your get, horse. Get out. Get, go on, get. Get out from under your pony. <laughs> get out from under your pony and get on your Icelandic horse. Because they are medium-sized horses. <laughs> they really are. They really are. All right, here we go. Horses, short-necked giraffes. That's black chicken salad is the name of that person. That's uh, great. They I are, like that. They are. Uh, short-necked giraffes. They are. They're short-necked yeah. giraffes. yeah. That's a good one. I love that one. And Black Chicken Salad has an account I use to tweet at my favorite podcasts, snail, which is so great. Snail Trailing writes, do sperm whales eat semen? Snail Trailing and I have been corresponding over, sna- uh, over snail pictures. Really? Snail stuff. Because there are snails at uh, our wild, house in Long Island. I, I did not know that. Uh, wild, know that. Weird wait, wild stuff. Well, this, this I would call, uh, do sperm whales eat semen? Do sperm whales eat semen? Yes. Pun 
Intended. Hey, go look at the armoire. I want to just, on, I want to settle no, this no, once I, and for I all. I want to do a couple things real quick okay. here because black chicken salad. And I hope you listen to this um, conversation at some point in the future when you're we re- recreate it together and you're hiding under the uh, pullout couch. Which you didn't, you want to tell people you're a Murphy bed? Uh, I just <sighs> you can write it down. Yeah, is Murphy. <laughs> An Irish word meaning bad back? Yeah, should we? <laughs> should we call him in need of a chiropractor yeah, pullouts? Yeah, they pull, should be called... Pullout chiropractor. Yeah, chiropractor, chiropractor pullouts. Because I slept on a Murphy bed last night and it was brutal... Brutal juice. juice brutally juicy. So black brutal juice. salad, this is your... Um... By the way, we met someone after a show that had a uh, spitoinkered uh, jersey... A Texas Rangers Spitwanker so jersey good. on the back and a Yonderland uh, on the front, and it made me feel really happy. It was and great was to meet you. Sweet, that was uh, awesome. He's a great guy. There was such a sweet young woman, a blonde, with uh, her co-host had sweaty palms, and she told me she said, "I've been a big fan of the podcast." And she's a radio host. I mean, she's a professional. You know. Yeah, we meet so many nice people after these shows. Thank you for coming up and mentioning that you're in the twelve and a half. We we appreciate you. I don't know if we say it enough, but uh, and I really appreciate Black Chicken Salad. It's been a special. It's been an awesome relationship with you guys. This is sort of your maskers right now. So if you can get more bang for your buck, can you get more pennies for your farthings? (laughs) That's really (laughs) that's good. Uh, Yeah, I think you'd have to get more pennies for your farthings. That's the best. Uh, that's a great one. Um, if you're going balls to the wall, are your nuts in a rut? I don't mm. think so. Mm. I think you've, you've got your dick in a ditch, then your nuts are in a rut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check out the... Uh, well, Black Chicken Salad says, If a watched pot never boils, does a watched toaster oven never toast? I think probably. The expression would hold. I mean, not literally. Literally. Literally um, retired that day. No, he actually didn't literally retire. He played six more years. Um, Buddy, I got to go. I got to get out of here. So you want to check the armoire? Uh, triple banger. Dessert pantry. Breakfast pastry. Oh, dessert pastry. Breakfast pastry with a better publicist. Nice. I like it, Black Chicken Salad. Good. Keep them coming. Thinking. Keep them coming, everybody. guys. Keep them we coming. From We're going to do an All Maskers episode soon. I'm going to check the armor. Check it. Check it. Make sure. See? No tapes. Well, what in the hell are all these things? These rectangular things with two circles in the center. Are these... These look an awful lot like tapes, and they're all marked podcast taping of the conversation I had with T.J. Miller. These are long labels. Oh, Number wow. one, podcast taping oh, boy. that I've taped in secret without T.J.'s knowledge. Number two, <laughs> this, one, this one's labeled, ha-ha, he'll never find out I'm taping him, that stupid butt-faced, dick-in-a-ditch, nuts-in-a-rut, falfin. What's that all about? Uh, this is not what it looks like. It's just exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do,